This episode is dedicated to O'Shea Sibley. O'Shea was a light in the community. Many people knew him. Many people respected him. A few nights ago, I woke up really early in the morning and just couldn't get back to sleep. So I picked up my journal and I wrote, where's the outrage for O'Shea Sibley? This woke me up at 5 a.m. and I couldn't get back to sleep. Tussling with the fact that if O'Shea was straight, this would be the trending topic online. Media outlets and organizations would be demanding justice. All the Umars and hood priestesses of the community that y'all love would be demanding answers. And fraternities and sororities would have made their statements from headquarters. What happened to your Black first? And then look, I mean, just yesterday, we had this incident down in Alabama with the boat. And many people tweeted, and rightfully so, and wondered, hey, would y'all have showed up for us this way? If, if the security guard was trans or feminine, gay, queer, would y'all have shown up the same way? Now, I'm still glad that that Black man's life was, in my opinion, saved. If it wasn't for those people coming to help him, I fear that this would have been a more tragic outcome. But the question still remains and it still stands even before yesterday's incident in Alabama. When will the straight community, when will the black straight community show up for its black, queer and trans brothers and sisters? It's like, y'all love our culture. You love our vernacular. You love all the yes and fears. Y'all love us when we're working for you, whether it's installing your wig, doing your nails, doing your styling. Y'all tolerate us taking up the brunt of a lot of the work in a lot of these spaces and organizations, these creative spaces, without even giving us acknowledgement. Y'all tolerate us as long as we are living in the dark, as long as we're being fucked in the dark and in secret. When will all Black Lives Matter? And so many people like myself are trying to keep the community uplifted and motivated and and have some hope. But it's difficult to hold on to that in reality because then you turn to the world, you turn to the timelines, and it's a whole bunch of homophobia, transphobia, xenophobia. You see these, a lot of these hip-hop influence platforms, a lot of these urban platforms catering to homophobia and transphobia. And you dare look into the comments because... That's where you see all our brothers and sisters showing up as looking like, sounding like the oppressive whites. What's free to you? What's free to me? Same thing is to you. You tell me. No, no, you tell me. (laughs) No, no. (laughs) Because I've been talking for such a long time. It's just a feeling. It's just a feeling. It's like, how do you tell somebody how it feels to be in love? How are you going to tell anybody who has not been in love how it feels to be in love? You cannot do it to save your life. You can describe things, but you can't tell them. But you know it when it happens. That's what I mean by free. I've had a couple of times on stage when I really felt free. And that's something else. That's really something else. Like all, all, like, like... I'll tell you what freedom is to me. No fear. I mean, really, no fear. If I if I could have that half of my life, no fear. Lots of children have no fear. That's the closest way, that's the only way I can describe it. That's not all of it. 
but it is something to really, really feel. Have you, have you, like, no. I've noticed Like it. a new way of seeing. Like a new way of seeing something. everybody welcome to another episode of the hunger podcast a philly-based culture and society podcast from a black queer perspective i'm your host and producer eric cole you can find the hunger podcast on any podcasting and social media platform by searching at hunger pod that's h-u-n-g-u-p-p-o-d so let's go ahead and get into this week's episode which i'm taking from my Insta Live, I do Star 69 Tuesday nights where I dial back in with past guests and also listeners. It's like a live version of the podcast. Again, Tuesday nights, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Instagram. This I'm pulling from um, one of my recent Instagram lives with educator and equity practitioner Sterling Grimes. Now, this is also the homie. So, We do a quick check-in. I found out what's been going on with him, how's new love going, how he's been working through current career transitions. And Sterling also drops a few gems around balance in life, relationship, and career. I hope y'all enjoy. How do I get in? I just sent you a request. You can also like hit the button down below that like you can request to join. And that goes for anybody. Oh, here we go. What up? What up? What up? Now, how I get in it? Now, how I get in it? <laughs> best friend. What's up, best friend? How are you? What's going on? I'm I'm cool. It's been a time, as you know, but uh, you know we're we're making it. We're figuring some things out. We're Going with the flow, so going with the flow. Yeah, we ride. What's we, up, we riding some kind of wave. <clears throat> Welcome everybody to Star Sixty Nine. This is um, my second week in a row doing this. Um, the people enjoyed Star Sixty Nine last week. Um, a few people asked me like, "Well, what is it?" I would say it's like a live version of my podcast. I think that's an easy way to sum it up. Um, and. And uh, the star 69 comes from like the redial from back in the day. Mm-hmm. So I'm like redialing, tapping back in with past guests, um, listeners that have um, listened to the podcast. So that's, that's what it's all about. What's up, Tamika, Trey? All right, y'all. This is um, Sterling, uh, educator and equity practitioner. Welcome back to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you having me back on. How are you, man? How um, how's life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness? <laughs> mm, mm, mm. <laughs> um, life, life is life is all right. I, I have so much to be grateful for. Um, I'm I'm privileged to, you know, be able to call my parents and 
talk to them and fuss with them about little things. I have friends and, and, and family members who can pop up and see me and share space with me. I can hang out with them in my backyard if I want to. I can go pick them up from the train station. I can get up every day and on good days, go see my trainer, Lord. Um, like I, I have so much to, to be man. really grateful for. That may okay. be killing you in the gym. <laughs> Justin don't let me rest with his body. Um, but you know, I, I think a lot about like just the, the privileges that I have. So like when I think about life, I'm like, yeah, all things considered, and we can absolutely get to like the roller coaster, like all things considered, I am, I am well, and I'm really appreciative of it. Um, liberty uh, is a little different because I hear liberty, I hear freedom, I hear freedom, I hear liberation, I hear liberation, I have, I hear power to choose. And as, as you know, I've been fun employed for the last few months. So my power to choose is <laughs> diminished. Uh, so it has been like an interesting place the last couple of months, just learning how to navigate. That's interesting the next because level. it's interesting how we tie liberty and freedom and, and just being okay with that financial stability and, and, and being able to work. I mean, it's not just about being able to take care of yourself, but it's just being able to con feel like you're contributing to society too. Like, I guess those things are kind of ingrained in us. Yeah, there's like a, a productivity and like impact um, on a number of levels, right? You were, we were trained, like you go to school, you get a degree, you get a job, you have a career, that's a, a piece of success, right? And yeah, yeah. I think many of us are working to untangle some of those threads and, and recognize that success does not have to flow directly through, um, you know, a job, a career, a, a title. Um, and so... I'm thinking a lot about that as a part of how I'm moving. And in this moment when it's like, the bills are due, baby. It, it, it's, it's taught me a lot around. Thinking like, about that OnlyFans, ain't you? I'm like, dang, I don't know if these toys are enough. But those OnlyFans jokes we be having when we be having those tipsy moments is really starting to hit home. Like, wait a minute. I'm like, can I get the <laughs> up? Like, is anybody into ankles? Like, how do you? What's up, y'all? What's up? I see y'all. What's up? What's up? So, okay, so that's, that's life. That's liberty. You know, uh, uh, we're learning, and, and I'm grateful. I've got you know friends who showed up, and we're like, we can cover you while you get your plan together, and you know, don't worry, you're good. And people said like, I appreciate you for village. saying something, and 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 right, like it's 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 a good lesson for me and in community and, and the idea that I know I would be beside my, myself if I found out one of my people needed help in the way that I, I need help and did not holler at me to be able to show up for them. I, absolutely not. So And we do, I do that shit all the time because... I mean, here, Lord, you know, it'll be a quick little, we play cash out frenzy and... <laughs> <laughs> Rob Peter to pay Paul today and then get pizza tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? So it's interesting because Cash App keeps the history and it tells you how much money you've transferred or received between an individual. And um that shit can be crazy. <laughs> you be like, whoa. You look at some some of your history with certain people and you re really start to just realize like just how much people really do depend on one another and and how cyclical and reciprocal 
these relationships are and how it's just, I mean, particularly between you and I, just a ping pong back and forth of, you know, this little chunk of change that can move you and hold you over for a day or two, you know? And, mm-hmm. and that is that is the difference maker for so many of us. So I'm, well, I'm just grateful to have that. Unfortunately for me, I pay um, rent through my cash app. Like that's, and, I, and I've paid, and I've lived in the same spot for like four, at least four and a half years. Um, and so that total to my landlord, like I'm like, they'd be giving me a, a whole like, like this is what it costs to live. Yeah, this is this is what it costs to live. You get some shout outs in the chat. What's up, Trevor? What's up, Malachi? Trevor. What's up, Messy Roots? We see everybody. Thank you for being here. Welcome to the second installment of Star 69 every Tuesday. I'm gonna be dialing back in live podcast style with past guests and listeners. So feel free to join, add your comments. Um, and tonight we have um, educator equity practitioner Sterling, Sterling G, Sterling Grimes, a.k.a. my bestie. Um, so I feel like you hit life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. How, how is that going? Pursuit of happiness um, has been a really interesting one this year. I mean, you know, we've talked about a lot of this, especially after, you know, losing our brother, like happiness took a a different tent, you know, and, and, and that's a part of life. And I am no stranger to grief over the last few years. So it's, it's not been as difficult as it could be. And it has definitely been really interesting trying to find my way back from that space, from a, a career. Okay, hey Beyonce. Big, big world, but you got it, babe. My bad, go ahead. No, I'm with you. There's always time for Beyonce. What? Um, (laughs) But to be able to, you know, figure out out my way forward and find my footing and my space to be able to show up the way I want to show up and have the energy to show up that way for my people, it took time and and it took space and I had to be okay not being able to do that for a while. I had to spend a lot of time in therapy, kind of unpacking some pieces and, and challenging the notions that I had kind of set up in my head as to like why I do what I do and how I'm supposed to do what I'm doing, which has given me a lot of space to learn. One, I'm like, it's okay to let other people like help and to just like let them help. Sometimes I got to take that fun little like Virgo placement that they love to throw at me um take that hat off and just be like no i don't need to know the details i don't need to be in charge i don't need to have a plan i don't need to see the whole thing i can just let people love me and that can be enough on so many levels and i mean people have done that for me in so many beautiful ways over the last couple of months that it's it's really helped me find like my joy in 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 so many different spaces and you know I've been able to see people in my in my village who have built their families out over the last few years. I've met uh, new nieces and nephews. Like yes, it's yes. I'm in deep uncle era and I'm pushes you to just keep going, keep living. Cause like how long I'm not gonna keep moving to make sure that like my little munchkins have every single thing right. they possibly could ever want. My right. God. Right. So right. you know that that has definitely been a, a, a big piece of, of my experience. Um, and also, you know, learning, learning new love and, and figuring out what, what it looks like to 
love and like deep, honest, vulnerable, healthy, enduring ways. Like it's a, it's been an experience and a time, but I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoying it. And I'm, I'm really, really excited to see like where we take off from here. Cause I'm like, okay, I feel like I got my sea legs back under me now. <laughs> my gosh. I mean, it's interesting that happiness piece that you hit on because it, I feel like it's so many intersections that you're you're experiencing right now and to push yourself you brought up gratitude um a few moments ago and it's interesting that you talked about that um you know again star 69 is about uh, a kind of an episode rewind with past guests on our episode which was may of 2022 um you talked about that gratitude piece and like trying to find gratitude in the midst of just like pure chaos in which it seems like your life is just upside down and i know people you know some of y'all watching you know some of y'all listening can probably be like yo i've been there that is the true test staying staying focused trying to stay positive and not being drowned by your situation in the midst of like every all hell going on around you and so i salute you my brother um, and you already know, like you said, the village is here. We're going to continue to uplift you and, um, do the things that we do like Deep Creek, Maryland. We just got back from Deep Creek, Maryland, like, like we always do. Well, you, yeah, <laughs> you really frequent, um, Deep Creek, Maryland. It was something that kind of was like tradition for you and your people. And yeah. I love how you brought that to Philly and I love how you got, your Philly people involved in it. Um, this time around, we were with um, part of the gaggle. We had a strong contingency. And Megan, and I, and I was, I really appreciated Megan to be there because I feel like Megan added balance. <laughs> on, a, on a number of levels, yes. yes. On a number of levels, she brought, she brought, she brought balance. I was the, yeah, I'm I'm the other single, and then it was you and your boo, and then Keith and his boo. Um, and so I just want to say for Deep Creek, and I want to ask you, you know, in a moment here, what were your some of your takeaways? But I know for me, one of the things that I really enjoyed was um, our conversations. Yeah. Um, while we agreed on many things, there were other many things that we either didn't agree on or we just had a, we had a different experience where we, we had a different approach to it. Um, I'm thinking specifically about the, the high school graduation. Mm-hmm. That conversation um, got heated. I remember even there was a moment where Keith and Will started going at it and I was just like <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, that's just what they do. Right. And, that, and that's just a part of like their thing. And then they just get back to doing whatever they do in their relationship. And so I appreciated being with y'all um, and kind of seeing y'all in a different light because we were together consecutive days. And I was able to see kind of like a little a little bit more like interaction in your relationship. Like we do things, we do our social things like we go out, we hang out and we do stuff. But seeing y'all there it, it was really cool what do you think when it came to the high school graduation conversation what was the point of contention 
you know, I think, and, and this is one of the beautiful something. things that I think. I'm sorry. I'm listening. Go ahead. That's okay. Get it. Go get it. Um, it's one of those beautiful things that I love about what those spaces offer is that groups of friends can really have good dialogue and, and unpack their lived experience, which for me always gives me new insights into people and how they live and how they see things and why. Uh, and so I think that was really the, the, the crux point for why our conversations sparked the way they did. Mm-hmm. We've got a bunch of friends across a number of, you know, micro-generational divides. I think we had a, a, a solid like 10 year stretch in that space. Yeah. People who've grown up in inner cities, suburbs, people who've grown up in the South, people who've grown up adjacent to some of those spaces and have had aspects of those, you know, you know, what Charles County is both a city, <laughs> a town, uh, a, a rural space. Uh, it, it's, it's such a, you, you get it, DMV stuff is like that. And so I think it gave us so many different perspectives to be able to bring into the conversation um, and, and to think about how we, as all folks who worked in the space of education one way or another, kind of view this, this idea of kids and celebration and tradition and moments and blackness and all of these pieces. It's like this really beautiful sociological experiment that you get to play out in real time. And, and what I think is so beautiful about it is that, yes, there are these contentious moments where you can see people who are like very close. All of us are, you know, strongly connected to one another on, on one level or another who can have night and day opinions on an issue and still be able to function like yes we have these moments and then it would be like all right y'all let's heal. get this food right let's, let's get this let's play yeah video. and even if that meant like we're gonna have to just sit in place with uno for a couple minutes until the laughs come back like that's an honest relationship and i think being yeah. able to genuinely be okay with the fact that like we don't see this issue the same way that doesn't change our love for one another that doesn't change our desire to be in community with one another that we can function that way like that's fundamentals for me. And I think being able to do that in a space that felt authentic to me, where like my multiple pieces of my identity could all just exist as opposed to it being like, this is a trip where I'm, you know, know, being black. This is my trip where I'm being one of the bros. This is my trip where I'm I'm like, oh, I was black and queer and a bro and in a relationship and with my friends and being silly and also being, an expert in my field and also just chilling back and cooking and sitting in the hot tub. Like it all could just exist. And so I'm really just glad that we could experience that and that our relationships and connection are strong enough to be able to let us actually have that kind of depth. Like that's for sure. Quality sure. Right there. Absolutely. And, um, and so like, how do you, separate if you do your experience of the environment like so it's it's beautiful right and and i'm the first to to say like how much i love being outside as a kid that's just where i always was so i'm just naturally connected to water trees grass like that's just the type of stuff that i like i want more of us and when i say us i mean black folks like to be able to experience these type of these type of things and not to say that we're not but i just noticed that when we go to places like deep creek maryland and some of the other places that are just like gorgeous it's just not a lot of us there 
Um, how do you separate that? Like, because we're, we're always able to have a really good time when we're there. Do I notice that it's not a, lo- a, a whole lot of us? Yes. Um, but it, it doesn't totally take away from the experience of the trip. And as a matter of fact, we keep going back. So <laughs> what do you think that's about? Like, uh, I think you could, you could tap a number of sources for contributing factors here. I think there is just a, the demographics, like the area itself is just a pretty rural locale outside of that specific space. I mean, it's, it's Western Maryland farmland, you know, it is mountainous. And so it is just designed for a specific way of life that for folks, particularly black folks coming to the North was not what they were in many cases seeking. And so you just didn't see a lot of folks settle in those places. Um, you add in the addition of some of these spaces also happening to overlap in spaces that had, you know, higher, just sort of like outright racism historically. Some of that also contributes to just like a safetyness of, 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 of geographic location. Yeah. And that's just not what it's given, right? Yeah. I mean, you can talk to anybody, you know, we know who grew up in Philadelphia and went to a state school, you know, up in the mountains or down the pike. Like they'll talk to you about like, oh yeah, there was the college itself. And then there was this town that in some cases was legitimately clan territory. And so some of that plays a role. I think it's also just a like, it's not a hidden gem necessarily, but it's not a giant attraction that kind of everybody just ends up hearing about by default. It's much more, are you into winter sports, A, or B, do you enjoy like summer mountain escapes? Are you interested in doing the kind of lift of it, which is you're going to need to do some kind of drive or fly to somewhere local enough to be able to then drive in still? All of that is just not the sort of easy everyday trip. And because of the locale, it requires all of this input. And I love the input. You know me. I'm all for like a, a little group camp situation, like get a little house and have a blast. But some of that stuff, perhaps, I think it might just be like an extra barrier for lots of folks when they think about travel and getaway and relaxation. Um, but more, I like, I think two things. One, I think more and more people are doing it because when I go for ski weekends, it is always a like, oh, hey, I see you here, you here, you here. Um, and there are in lots of mountains now, like black ski weekends where black folks are just like coming together and be like, this is when we're That's taking over. And I think part of the appeal for me, low key, is like I can build my own little all black space if I need to, and that can just be my house. Like, yes, we'll run down to a Walmart, but most Walmarts look like that quiet as it's got. So I'm gonna just get my food and come on back to my little enclave and have a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, I think we can see it as like a, a challenge that we've experienced in a number of spaces, and I think that's why I don't go without a group so that I still feel secure, even if things feel a little weird on the outside. Mm. Which I think a lot of us do as we travel um, domestically and abroad. Um, It kind of reminds me of this conversation that we were having about uh, changing the landscape of um, voting, what voting looks like in America. Um, How do we get, for example, the Senate to look different? And I believe you kind of touched on this a little bit and how that like, the way states and where people live and how that is all made up, it's going to be really hard to change that because unless we 
you know, people who vote differently. I'll just, for example, you know, unless we're moving to these other areas where, let's say, for example, predominantly, like, folks are voting for some of these, like, races or extremely, like, right-wing Republicans, it's like it's never going to change, right? Because this historically that is the uh, demographic that makes up that area um and they are going to vote for who they want you know who they want to represent them in, in a lot of these cases and it was kind of a, a sad conversation because i just kind of felt like damn yeah yeah there's a, a long history of governmental action and political action which are related but not the same thing, I believe, um, to create very intentional and specific and deeply entrenched conditions. That's gerrymandering. That is the way that uh, elected positions are procured, the way folks are tapped or not tapped. So that's the political machine that surrounds all of this. Um, And that's not just a Republican issue, that's a Democratic issue as well. and, and we've seen some of the impact of that across the board. If you look at, you know, what happened in 2016, when you look at Hillary versus Hillary Clinton versus Donald Trump versus a third party Joe Stein kind of situation, you know, looking now where Cornell West has announced mm-hmm. as a third party candidate. And so I think we're seeing a lot of interesting pieces that can get wielded. And it just so happens that one side of this coin kept wielding and wielding and wielding and soon they had built a, a map and a, a playbook that worked in enough spaces so that on some levels they can absolutely combat the power that we think we have in these liberal bastions of you know california and new york and um and even in some of those spaces if you really drill down you'll find that even that is not as clear-cut as we think uh, and so there is a very, very uphill battle that I think we're talking about in terms of fundamentally changing the system and, and how it operates in terms of political representation and what that then allows to be able to be possible from, you know, every level of, of the American experience. Right. So it's, it's, it's not impossible. It right. takes a whole fucking lot. That's what I'm like, that's what I was getting to. It's just like, what will it take? Folks are online. Black Twitter wants to know how we get these old racist white folks out of Washington, D.C., out of the Senate, like, how do we get different representation for us? And and that's where um, that conversation came from. It was just like, really? Like, how how do we? How can we? And we um, talked about the idea that, like, one significant way you would just need a mass move of folks to build a large enough political block to change the majority. If you can change the population, you can then influence who's in a seat. You change enough of those seats, you then influence the majority move in terms of where legislation goes, what money gets put into what, all of those things start to change. And so like there are routes technically, but again, to our point about even just traveling for you know a vacation weekend, what do you say to a group of folks who are looking at a space that is politically, in many cases, against their best interest? that sometimes is, you know, socially, economically, racially, hey, go settle for the sake of something that is still going to take a number of years to materialize. (laughs) 
Yeah. And and, and, and in the meantime, in between time, you're probably dealing with a lot of bullshit and nonsense. So it's like, Like, you got to be there. Right. You have to stay, you know, and and build that. So that's so I, I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And thank you, Sterling, for showing up again for the Hunger Podcast. This is like his third, fourth time being on the show. I will post the live that I did with Vincent Mark, a.k.a. Mark My Style, soon. And I went live last night with Nisha Godfrey, a.k.a. Y'all better come up here and get one of these. So I'll be posting that soon as well. So just some content you can look forward to coming up. Again, thank you for listening. I'm Eric Cole, the host and producer of The Hunger Podcast. You can find this podcast on your social media and podcast platform by searching at Hunger Pod. That's H-U-N-G-U-P-P-O-D. I hope you have a good week. Be safe, be productive, and protect your energy. There's a lot going on online and all around the country right now. And I'm sure you got your own shit too. Give yourself a little grace. And I'll talk to y'all soon. Peace.